Hi, my name's Lee Cummins and I'm the creator and founder of Connect Her, a women's networking organisation, and we also have the Connect Her Membership Club. This podcast is an extension of that, where we share inspiration, education and connection for the entrepreneur. I'm going to share with you my years of experience, and I'll be talking about some of the tools, motivations, and some of my thoughts on being a business owner. But not only that, I'll also have interviews with thought leaders, go-getters, and real business owners that you can relate to. So thanks for tuning in for this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Connect Her podcast with Lee Cummins. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your day and I hope that you enjoy what we share today. Thank you also for being part of the Connect Her community. We've got a great show lined up and I've been having so much fun putting together information and articles in our Connect Her Club library, putting together some e-books, resurrecting some of the trainings that I've done in the past and putting those together for our Connect Her Club. And one thing that really came up was the use of the English language and, and how to be a great communicator and having some knowledge around vocabulary. And that's really what I wanted to share today. So it's something that I've really been thinking about over the last few weeks because each month we add new content into the Connect Her Club, whether it be articles on personal development or uh, professional business development. There's lots of information that we are gathering and putting into the Connect Her Club. And when we do this, it needs to be something that is easy to read, easy to understand, but you also don't want it so simplistic that it becomes boring. And this is where using uh, vocabulary, not necessarily big words, but having an expansive vocabulary can really assist you in your business. Now, one of the things when I used to listen to the radio show that I used to uh, host and also present and produce was I'd always say the words excellent. And I really had to push myself back and stop myself from using excellent all the time. It was just one of those phrases that would pop into my head It would sit on the top of my tongue and out it would pop just about every single episode. And it has taken me a long time to get over using excellent. And I I would sort of almost sing it, you know, excellent. These are the things that if you've got an expansive vocabulary that you can actually utilize some of these words And so you're not using the same words over and over again. And when you are podcasting, it's really hard to do that, I have to say. So today's episode is if you want to be a great communicator, what is your vocabulary like? One thing that I've learned is that you don't really need to have a huge vocabulary and you don't necessarily need to be able to express yourself with big words. You just want to be able to express yourself clearly and be able to move others with words. Now, I've got a friend of mine and I love listening to her stories when she would travel or even go to a restaurant because 
she would paint a picture with words of what she had had been doing, what she had experienced. And I used to love it because she really did paint that picture in my mind with her words. If you think of history and some of the most dramatic messages that have ever been told in the English language, you'll find that most of the times it was words that were simple that really touched the heart. Now, if you start looking at some of the different addresses, if you go right back to, say, President Lincoln when he did the Gettysburg Address, although President Lincoln actually spoke to the people in the style that's very different to the way we actually speak today because he was speaking back in those days, his words still have the power to to move people and to create a very deep emotion because it was very simple words. During the darkest days of World War II, think about Winston Churchill and his rousing speeches that he used to to address to the British people. He used very simple, very common, but very powerful words to ignite the courage and the determination of his people. Now, the UK are quite class-orientated. So, you know, you've got the posh side and you've got the not-so-posh side. So using simple words that were common words and power, but they were still powerful was the way that he was able to create community, create a nation that wanted to be together. You know, united we stand, divided we fall. If you start to look in Australia with some of our prime ministers, some of the most loved prime ministers are the ones that had, you know, that ochre accent, use simple words. One that comes to mind is Bob Hawke. It doesn't matter what your political leanings are. He was one of the most favoured prime ministers in Australia. And, you know, remember the America's Cup when we won? You know, you'll be a bum if you uh, if you sack anybody today for being late was, was a famous um, thing that comes up regularly on the television. Another Prime Minister here in Australia was John Howard. He spoke with simplistic words. He spoke from his heart. He spoke in a really succinct way and he was able to effectively communicate and again it doesn't matter what political persuasion you're with these are two prime ministers that really united and ignited the country so it is possible to communicate effectively without using lots of big words I remember one of our recent prime ministers who used big words and it sounded condescending to the common people So without using a lot of very big words, we should also try and expand our vocabulary. And the reason is that learning new words expands our understanding and what it also does is it improves our mental muscles that we have. Every new word we learn entices our mind to stretch into new areas. Now, when we start doing that, that also helps in our business as well, because we start to step outside of comfort zones. We start to try new things. It actually has a broader opportunity and a broader sense that it brings to us than just learning new words. So when we start to have a a larger bank of words to draw on, 
we actually improve our ability to think and also the ability to be able to express ourselves. If we've got more words built up in our vocabulary, we start to have our thinking become way more fluid than it was. It's more subtle, it's easier to work with, and it's much more pliable. We then will understand more of the world around us and also what's going on within our community when we do have a larger vocabulary. Because let's face it, in the modern world, the ability to use words effectively is often highly rewarded. If you are a business owner that are writing blogs, running podcasts, doing any sort of content creation, then having an expansive vocabulary doesn't have to be massive, but it will certainly help you in your content creation. Let's think about this English language of ours. It has an enormous amount of words. Plus, on top of that, we also draw in words from other countries as well. There's probably half a million words in the English language, possibly even more, who knows. But most people, however, we just use probably a few thousand and they're just the common words that we use on a daily basis. Remember, mine was excellent. I also use so a lot as well. And I probably shouldn't have told you because you'll be listening out now. But it is possible to get by in the English language with a limited number of words. But the more you expand your options and you expand your vocabulary, you'll find that you'll understand more about what's happening. When you understand very few words, you're actually limited in your ability to learn new information. So if you want to start maybe doing some training or you want to start doing some uh, some learning, then it can actually inhibit that because it takes a lot more for you to be able to comprehend what's being said. Even things like watching movies or watching a TV series on Netflix can actually limit your comprehension if you don't have a reasonable vocabulary. So what about if you want to increase your vocabulary? There's many approaches that you can use. And one good way is to read books or read articles that are actually slightly more difficult than you're accustomed to. When you come across a word that maybe you don't know, try and figure it out. Have a look at what the context it is written within your article or within your book and try and figure out the meaning from within the context that you're actually reading it. And that is a great way of being able to do it before heading off to, uh, you know, dictionary Google to find out what it's all about. Have a look at things like the way the word is made up what letters and syllables are being used, what is the part of the sentence that is before and also after that particular word, does it remind you of any other words you already know and what parts of it are familiar. If you're really unsure, then maybe head to a dictionary or, you know, Siri. But many of our words in the English language are made up of, you know, there's common roots within them. They share words with other words. You may be able to, to deduce the meaning of the word from the way the syllables are put together and the way it's used. But to be sure, really do consult a dictionary. 
And if you come across a word that you don't understand during the course of a conversation or a book or somebody is uh, sharing some information with you on a podcast, something like that, or even in a, a video or um, a, a Netflix movie, if you've got someone there, ask them to explain the meaning of the word. What you'll actually find is many people are actually reluctant to do this because they're afraid of exposing their own ignorance by asking, but some people are actually frightened and reluctant to give the answer in case they feel like they may be wrong. So there's two sides to every coin, isn't there? We're going to talk a little bit more about vocabulary, how we can use it and how we can effectively communicate, but we're going to take a short break. Hey, I'm so happy to let you know that the Connector community has expanded. Connector is proud to present the Connector Club, a club designed just for you and your business. We know it's tough running a business. We totally get that. And the Connector Club is a space filled with inspiration, education and resources to support you in your business. In fact, we've put together business tools, templates, worksheets, as well as an online four-week self-paced business basics course. There's much more there to assist you in building and maintaining your wonderful business as well as keeping you inspired. Check out some of our free resources and why not consider becoming a member. Visit connecther.club. That's right, super easy, www.connecther.club. And we are back. So we've been talking about using words, using a vocabulary to help you to not only be able to communicate effectively, but also be able to have a listen to what is being said and understand context and comprehend what is also being said, whether it be in a movie or whether it be at a lecture, it may be at a training course, it could be in the middle of a conversation. It is true, however, that other people may choose to look down on you if you happen to confess that you don't actually understand a certain word. But let me tell you that there are some people that won't tell you what it is because they're frightened of being found out that they don't quite know exactly what the the meaning is behind the word. There's also, on the other hand, that there are many people that are happy to teach you something new. And if you decide that you actually don't want to ask someone about the meaning of the words you don't know, just make a little note. I keep a fabulous little size notebook. It is no bigger than the size of my palm of my hand. It's a tiny little thing. And I, uh, if I go to a networking event or if I go somewhere, I just slip it in my pocket. That is how tiny it is. And I have those. And I, that's something that I would write down in that notebook so that I could go back at another time and look it up later on if I didn't want to ask somebody. So should you try and learn directly from a dictionary? I have to say that it depends on your preference. Now, there are a couple of fun ways that you can go about expanding your vocabulary. First of all, there is a fabulous game on your iPhone or whatever called Words for Friends. 
Now, this is a fantastic way of being able to expand your vocabulary, do it with some fun, and you can, you know, work with friends. And I've got a cousin in WA, and actually, we haven't done this for so long, but we ran Words for Friends for a couple of years, and that really does expand your vocabulary. Now, this same cousin, many, many years ago, when I moved to Melbourne from Western Australia, we had this little game going that we would try and stump each other with a new word. And I remember the word that I was able to stump her. Now, she is absolutely amazing. She's a fantastic wordsmith. In fact, that's what her business ended up. She actually creates content for um, different businesses because she is such a wordsmith. And I remember the word that I was able to stump her with, and that was curmudgeon. And I'm going to invite you to go and look that up later and find out exactly what curmudgeon means and how you could use it in a sentence. So we would have to, in our little game, come up with a word to try and stump the other person. And then we would have to send it back. This was all in text message. It was, you know, anyway, it was years and years ago. And you'd have to actually send back a a sentence with the word in it. So you can make it fun. You don't necessarily have to do it directly from a dictionary, but it depends what your learning style is. If you need a little bit of fun and also somebody there which is almost like an accountability partner, create some games. You know, create the one that I had with my cousin or use something like words for friends. Some people will find that if you use a dictionary, they will become bored very quickly by reading the dictionary, while others will find it absolutely fascinating. Just do remember too that all dictionaries are not the same. You may find a certain version for uh, different countries and you might also find certain versions are far more useful than some of the others. I had a little dictionary, in fact I've still got it because I just love it, uh, just a tiny little pocket dictionary and it didn't give you much uh, meaning, it was just maybe one or two lines, it was very small, it was more for the spelling that uh, you had that for. But good dictionaries will do more than just give a definition of the word, some will show you an example of the word in a sentence, often they'll show you alternate spellings. They'll give you some plural forms, also some nouns and some past tense or verbs. The other thing that they will do is show you the correct pronunciation. So it will give you a lot more than just the particular word. And even some will go into depth and obviously it depends how big the dictionary is and and where you're using it. Uh, it will even give you some of the historical information about where the the actual word originated from because many English words they have their roots in places like uh, Fran France or Germany or even uh, Anglo-Saxon so some of these will actually give you that historic value to the actual word 
Don't forget too that language is evolving and new words are being created every day. New words come from technology, from discoveries that we have, from other languages. Pop culture is particularly big now with bringing new words in to our vocabulary and also to dictionaries and and also from the streets. You know, they they come in with that popular culture as well. And even though you might be starting to um, find words, so pop culture and things that we hear on a day-to-day basis are really starting to make their way into our dictionaries and our everyday life conversations. But when learning new vocabulary, you can better integrate it into your brain if you're actively involve yourself in some sort of a learning process so whether you want to you know think of a word and put an uh, emoticon as a descriptive there's lots of different ways that you can learn so again uh, that little that little uh, competition that I had with my cousin was a way that we learned when you start to encounter a new word write it Write out a definition, but do it in your own words and write one or more sentences using the new words in a context that you would actually use in your own conversations. You can visualise the word, as I said, like uh, with a a graphic of some sort or visualise the word in a printed form. So how you would actually write it down. If you uh, use, use cursive, you find that we're using uh, cursive when you're writing also helps to cement it into your uh, mind and your thinking patterns as well. Say the word out loud and also spell it as well is another great way of being able to learn that word and start to get it to be more familiar uh, in your vocabulary say the sentence out loud that uses the new word. So create a sentence where you need to put that new word in there. So when you go and look up curmudgeon, you can start uh, visualising the word, visualising what it means and also putting it into a sentence that would be something that you would use in your own context and in your own conversations. You can even make up things like images that will help you remember the word. If you make the image funny or bizarre, what you'll find is you'll actually remember it a lot better. And that is exactly what I did with the word curmudgeon. I've got this visual in my head of curmudgeon and it is easy to remember and it's probably the best word that I've ever remembered in my entire life because I remember the sentence that I created in it I remember the visual that I have around that word as well it's um it's a good way of making it easier to learn to improve the use of your language and your ability to think practice and also utilize it is a way of being able to try and put it into at least one or two paragraphs. Say you're writing a book or maybe you're writing an article uh, or pretend that you're writing a book or an article. Put it into at least uh, one or two paragraphs and then once you've read it, what you'll find is it will start to be more familiar to you. 
If you come across a word in a book, after you've read an article or a book, try writing out two different versions, summarising it in your ideas. Do one version using very simple everyday words and then make another version that is clear and simple but also maintaining accuracy but adding more complex sentences and more advanced vocabulary. This is a great way of being able to write, use those words and expand the way that you use them. And this is something that you can do very you know, quickly, or it may be something that you want to use and do on a regular basis. It will give your brain a really good workout. Let's face it, who doesn't need to work out their brain these days? Because I don't know about you, but with all these lockdowns and that, I tend to um, get a little bit on the lazy side. So it just does help to give your brain a good workout, increase your verbal flexibility, but also it is helping to stimulate and grow your mental flexibility as well. If you're keen to expand on your vocabulary, start to think about how many words that you'd like to try and learn in a day. So if you were just to do, say, two words a day, it adds up to like 7,000 words over a 10-year period. That's 7,000 words that you'd be expanding. You might just want to do one word a week. That might be all that you want to do. But guess what? That's 365 new words that you are being able to put into your vocabulary every single day. Once you've learned a whole lot of new words, should you work them into your conversation every chance you get? Well, the kind of vocabulary vocabulary that you use should always be appropriate. You should use it in context in the conversations that you're having or what you're writing. You don't want to use the words just because you know the words and you want to make sure that you are using the words to your audience. Now, if you were speaking to a whole lot of kids that had just left school, you may actually want to do use a completely different word grouping and vocabulary to say somebody that is uh, somebody that's going through their midlife change or um, they are you know going through different phases in their life, you're going to be speaking differently to them. You don't want to use things like really uh, impressive, words merely as a means of showing off because guess what it just sometimes can make you look really silly always using big words when small ones will do will do remember I mentioned one of the prime ministers that did not rate very well the reason being a lot of the times he used words that people had no idea what they meant and they made people feel foolish So people can often intuitively feel that you're showing off when you're using fancy words just really to to show off instead of actually being there to use them to communicate. There are some times where you want to use some big words, you want to use some expanded vocabulary because that's what it lends itself to. And there's other times where you just want to keep it simple, sweetheart, the old kiss theory. 
But if your new vocabulary really has become part of you, it will become so useful when you are creating content for your business, whether you're writing a blog post, whether you're creating your notes for your podcast, or it may be just in your everyday conversation. But most of all, it's a fun way of learning and growing and expanding. And I have to tell you, I suppose because I've been an avid reader all of my life and an avid learner, um, I'm still going through getting certifications and things like that. I'll probably drive people insane. That is where my love of words came from. And as a child, I used to read so much and even into adulthood, it's as I got older that, you know, time, you don't get as much time, so you don't spend as much time reading. And when you're not reading as much, you tend to find that your vocabulary um, does reduce slightly. If that has helped you, if that has sparked an idea, if it has got you thinking about ways that you can expand your writing, expand your conversations. Maybe it's just a fun way that you can connect with a friend through, you know, uh, words with friends or or set up your own little competition with somebody that that you want to stay in touch with. I'm hoping that these little tips today have really helped you in being able to guide you through uh, expanding your word knowledge, expanding your vocabulary and really assisting you in your content creation and also your conversations. I think that's about it for today. I hope you got some value out of it. If you did, please, we'd love you to write and review us on our podcast which is on iTunes. Otherwise, don't forget you can also get links to the podcast. We've got our podcast player on our website. You can't leave ratings and you can't leave comments, but you can use any of the podcatchers that we have there. Just head on over to connecther.com.au and check out our podcasts. Until next time, please stay connected and happy networking. Hey, not so fast. We love to stay connected and we hope you will too. Head over to the Connect Her website, connecther.com.au. There you'll find all of our links to lead an event, attend an event, join our club or listen to the podcast. Don't forget to check out the directory. And if you want to connect with us on the socials, all the links are there, including our Facebook page, the marketplace, as well as our private group. And you can check us out on Instagram. So all those links are all available at connecther.com.au. We hope you'll stay connected.